Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome back to 32 Fans. I'm Alex Chester. With me, as always, is Wheels Wienerker, stuffing his face with pizza, arguing with his wife. Uh, are you ready to record a podcast? No, I wish I was stuffing my face. It's it's like two days old pizza crumbs she just found. Oh, I just got home. I hadn't seen my family in three days, and my wife had made homemade pizza. I literally just ate an entire pizza. Well, did you? I don't. Did we discuss on one of the on one of the podcasts that you ate 24 hour non refrigerated shawarma? Yeah, that's on the Raiders podcast. Uh, and you're still alive, right? Because I I assumed you'd be dead by slash hope you'd be dead by tonight yeah I, I don't throw away any food i thought we were on the same page on this one if there's moldy food in my fridge i cut off the mold part and I eat the rest of it You're, i mean that's a mental like uh no. this is insane let's there's people let's, starving in africa there's people starving in africa and if i throw food out in america it'll it'll impact in africa them. don't want your moldy shawarma no it wasn't moldy it was delicious well let's bring our guest in because i, I anytime we argue chester always says like well if we ask the all 32 people in the league you, I'll win thirty-one-one. Even though, like, he generally lose thirty to two or something. No, I, I acknowledge. I, I don't think no, I'm in the majority on this. Always. No, most people throw food out. Most people are food wasters. Okay, you agree? Yeah. Oh, I, I'm married to one. She loves wasting food. My wife likes nothing more than to eat two bites of something and throw the rest out. Well, you said that's why you married her. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's bring on our guest. Uh, I'm jealous of our guest. He's in a much better state of mind for uh, for doing a podcast than I am right now. Shamir Seidman, our our longtime Eagles fan. Well, I'm on vacation. I also had homemade pizza in our beach house tonight. Looking, feeling good. Ah, uh, from the beach house, recording a podcast. Where is this beach house? We are in Southampton, New York. Oh, sick Jersey Shore, please, please. Sick brag. Which Shamir? Humble brag. Yeah, there's nothing humble about it. It's not a humble brag. You just (laughs) Harris Whittle's uh, love of Shalom is 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 rolling over. In his grave. That's that's just a brag, Shamir. Humble was yeah. like, yeah, even a dummy like me, you know, can f- like figure out how to have a place in the Southamptons. That's a humble brag. Or like, I have the smallest house in, in like the you know of all the Southampton mansions. Humble brag. I'm we're, in the Hamptons. Just a brag. We're usually in the south of France. This is a step back. No. Well, that's not even a brag. That wouldn't no, impress most kidding, people. This I've is an anti-France podcast, so no one would be jealous. I've I've never been to France. I'm sorry. Okay. No, you shouldn't. <laughs> I was there once. I almost got pickpocketed four times. I'll never go back. Um, Shamir, but are you on team? I assume as, as a as a Hamptons dweller, you're probably on my <laughs> team. Like the you you would not eat 24 hour old non refrigerated shawarma even if it was the only food you had on your person, right? Now that you know, shawarma. Stre- you know, fresh off the grill is trouble for my stomach. So I don't know. About right. Yeah. No, I can't imagine like that. That must have been wrecked your stomach today, Chester. No, totally fine. I haven't I, pooped all day. 
right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, what about what about leftovers, Shamir? Are you pro leftovers or anti leftovers? Uh, generally, I'm anti, but I could be. You what know, are you? What kind of talk to whatever. on like a on like a Sunday night little Shabbos leftovers? Uh-huh. Yeah, right. So we have for people who don't know, we're like we have really big meals Friday night and Saturday day. Um, and so who's there's we? who's we uh, the JOOs, and I think there's almost always tons of leftover food, right, guys? So it's you know in some houses, like I'm sure the Chester house, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday night. Alex is eating leftovers. No, it, it doesn't last past Sunday. Okay. But I ate it, it Saturday night, and it usually doesn't last past Saturday night. Let me ask you a question that 90% of people, hopefully, don't know what we're talking about. What's your opinion on leftover chulent? You could Google chulent if you know what we're talking about. C-H-U-L-E-N-T. Why are you having leftover chulent? Why isn't it finished on Saturday? Well, let's say you have, make a big pot, but you don't have company or something, but you don't have the small pot. Shamir, do you have any opinion on this? So his, historically, I was extremely anti, and then I completely converted about a year ago. Yeah. So I'm, I'm team microwave your chillant. I was just uh, at the house of someone who went to uh, medical school with uh, Chester's uh, half that only takes two bites of food and throws it out. And, <laughs> and he said he'll eat the leftover chillant all the way up till the next Thursday. Who's this? I don't want to. I don't want to chant shame on the podcast. Oh, no, you got to tell me. It was uh, Doctor Steiner. Oh, Doctor Steiner. Oh, yeah. yeah. Doctor Steiner's not throwing out food. He's on the right side of this one. No, not throwing out food. Anyway, let's talk about the Philadelphia Eagles. From you know garbage food to garbage team. Let's. let's All right. Well, hold on a second. So you call it a garbage team? No, I like them. I was just a good. It was well, no, a good no. This team. is this is the biggest. This is the second biggest disagreement we have. The biggest one we already discussed was the Panthers. Mm-hmm. This is the reverse. I'm really high on the Eagles this year. Um, uh, speaking of Shamir, really high. Um, number 10, I have him. And uh, Akiva, you have him down to number 19. So big disagreement. Uh, average out to 15th overall in our rankings. Um, and, and we got an email from Superfan Robbie today. Superfan Robbie, a member of the Fantasy League that Shamir and I are both in. Mm-hmm. The AYFL. And, and he, uh, he's on my side. He says... Um, he says, uh, "Big fan of um, their." He says, uh, "Big fan of their rookies, Barnett and Sid Jones, productive in college. They're going to be longtime co- contributors." So I think Robbie's on my side. Whose side are you on, Shamir? Eagles this year, good or bad? Uh, <laughs> Eagles are good. Not elite. we're not quite elite. Not elite. All right. So is number ten too high of a ranking for me in the power rankings? I have to see the whole list, but it does sound a drop high. I mean, I mean I, you know I, who else well, is in the league? The, the list of the thirty-two teams in the NFL. <laughs> no, your personal rankings. I think it's too high. Yeah, too high for. Uh, oh wow! This preseason hype. They're, they're, so what about nineteen? That Keith has it. Is that better? I'm somewhere in between, probably. All right, but all right, I that's fine. If you if you go back and roll the tape on my interviews from the last couple of years, I was overly confident. So I'm <laughs> yes, to, you are. Trying to pump the brakes a little this year. All right, well, let me tell you why I'm very confident in them. First of all, Carson Wentz, the second half of the year, much worse than the first half. For sure, you know, he wasn't as good when defense is adjusted, which is another point that, uh, that Superfan Robbie made in his email. But um, I, I think that second year, he should be improved. They've really got him a lot of weapons. You know, last year, he was throwing to Jordan Matthews. This year, he's got Alshon Jeffrey, yep. Torrey Smith. They yep. brought on Garrett Blunt to run for, you know, six inches at a time and fall and in the end zone t- wait, 10 you, times. I, see, I, I'm, I'm already, like, jumping in. I don't think he has a lot of weapons. I love Sproul, so... Like, anytime you have Sproles, you sort of have a lot of weapons because he's a dual threat. But, like, I don't think they have average receiving core. Alshon Jeffrey? Yeah, and then what? And then Torrey Smith, who's ba- on, almost out of the league at this point, won't be in the NFL next season. And then... Uh, First of all, Alshon Jeffrey has top 10 receiver potential. Okay, I mean, fantasy more than real life, but fine. And then... Uh, I would argue the other uh, round. Nelson okay. Aguilar, you know, is a, is a trash person. 
Uh, Torrey Smith's out of the league. They traded Jordy Matthews, who's a good player. Eh. I mean, I don't. I, I think they have at best average weapons. I like their running back depth. You know, Blunt and Sproles are obviously a nice pairing, and I don't even hate Wendell Smallwood if he makes the team. But um, I, I don't. Th- I, I mean, Shamir, chime in here. I don't think. I don't think this is a special unit. It, so they, it, I, to be I clear, agree. They're going to need a massive upgrade from Wentz. So Torrey Smith, his last couple of years on San Francisco was comically bad. Pro, pro Football Focus had him as the worst wide receiver in the NFL. Yeah. But not going to be in the NFL. He has, he, ha, you know, he was under a different quarterback. Um, he was been blackballed for the, you know, by the NFL. I'm not going to say why, but you know, Torrey Smith was his teammate. And um, <laughs> you also have Aguilar, who is also flashing like crazy in camp. So you have Smith's flashing like crazy. He actually caught a 50-yard touchdown pass tonight. Alshon Jeffrey has the track record. These these are three improvements over last year. I, I mean, I'm not going to say Aguilar is an improvement over Matthews, but Matthews was more of a volume kind of low, high, very low ceiling player, and you know, they they weren't going to extend him to a contract, so they had to get rid of him, and they got a good return for him in Ronald Darby, um, who's now their number one corner, who's has number one corner potential. So I think that was a good trade getting rid of Matthews anyway. Well, what's your take on Carson Wentz though? What what should we expect from him? I mean. You know, I'm not going to really buy into the hype that I'm seeing, but I'm, there was a tweet earlier tonight that there was a, a, a an NFL GM said he'd rather start a franchise um, with Wentz over Mariota and Jameis Winston. So there's that kind of hype around him. I for everything that I've seen, I was a big fan of him last year. I was I followed him in the off season. Um, Can I ask you a question? What was the scout marching in Charlottesville with the tiki last week? Because. Um, it was something. Dot Duke was his email. I didn't. I or maybe he just works for Wait, MQB. Do you mean dot Duke or at Duke.edu? Same idea. It was uh, – <laughs> right, same joke. Poor execution. Um, anyway, so the, the, the arguments – well, the, you know, the receiving core also includes um, Zach Ertz, who you can't really discount. And also a big part of the passing game is Sproles. So, you know, they, the weapons are there on offense. Wentz is surrounded. He's got – the, if you look at the the splits he had last year with Lane Johnson suspended, Lane Johnson when he was there, the record was good, the passer rating was better, the completion percentage was better. So this this team is healthy. They added weapons on offense. I think they have answered a lot of the questions they had going into the offseason. Um, especially one of them was size at running back, and you know adding Blunt to that mix, and they they, they have an undrafted free agent named Corey Clement, who most people were surprised he wasn't drafted in the fifth you know fifth or sixth round. So he's a guy who's potentially looming if any of these, if uh, Blunt stumbles early in the season or uh, Smallwood has a bit of an injury history. So I think he's also somebody to keep an eye on. Where would you rank Wentz if you're ranking the NFL quarterbacks from 1 to 32? 32 first. Yeah. <laughs> he's, I think he's in the top third. So oh, so he's top 10, in other words. 10 or 11. Wow. So I mean, that, that's... I mean, are we saying... Moving forward, we're saying in the 2017 right. season. Right, it's a good question. We're saying right now, not, not a not like a franchise dynasty league redraft, but for this year. Okay, so maybe closer to 14, okay, or 15. Fair. Not such that's, a hot that's take. Still pretty yeah, high. but okay, it's his quarterback. He can move him up a couple. Times. I, I don't, I don't know anybody outside Philadelphia who would have him in the top no, 15. Who cares? I, I mean, we're nitpicking a little bit though. Uh, Shamir, I did want to ask you. The, probably the least favorite person in football uh, for Chester and myself uh, of anybody related to the NFL is Mike Lombardi. We both detest him. And for whatever reason that I don't detest him, I just think he's bad at his well, job. I hate him. He's my least favorite person. I don't. I don't dislike him personally. I think he's a nice guy. He responded to me on Twitter once when I told him he was terrible at his job. Because <laughs> sometimes I'll like correct facts that he says and he'll ignore them. 
Oh, he said something like, LOL, of course, you're a homer, which I wasn't. Like, I, I wasn't even the Vikings related. I was just pointing out something he had said anyway, that was wrong. Anyway, like, uh, Bill Simmons should. But whatever. The point is he was mad enough to respond to me. Um, the, yeah. uh, the point is we hate him, and he detests, <laughs> he detests Doug Peterson. It's his least favorite person in the NFL. Yeah, oh, he and hates there, Doug and Peterson. And I'm sure there's an agent thing, or uh, there, there's some behind-the-scenes story that's a grudge on, on Lombardi's part. I think Bill Belichick told him to. Which, yeah, obviously it means that Belichick hates him, and it's the same thing, oddly, for his other second-year coach in the division, uh, for the giant, for, for the Giants coach also. Oh, he hates him way more than no, he hates he Peterson. Thinks, he talks about him more, but the Giants were a little more relevant last year, especially in the second half. But he thinks Peterson is inept. And then Simmons made Simmons like tweeted this week about how bad Peterson is, and like there's no chance the Eagles could be good. Yeah, because Simmons just hangs out with Lombardi. That's, That's where he gets all his football like information. His football yeah. information from Lombardi and uh, what's his like twenty three year old dude that I'm pretty sure he wants to uh, have children with. Kevin O'Connor no, for no, basketball. No, 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 Tate, Tate, his his boyfriend, Tate. That he's oh, college. That's college basketball. Nobody loves. Yeah. Uh, anyway, he's also in love with Kevin Durant. They post the podcast yeah, they, every week. Man. Kevin Durant is like his sidekick on on his podcast. Anyway, yeah. uh, Shamir, Doug Peterson, mm-hmm. competent or mm-hmm. incompetent? Are you team Kevin Chester or team Mike Lombardi? He's very vanilla. Nothing. There's no nothing exciting about him. You know, you're not gonna get charged up and run behind him when you come out of the um, to the field. Um, I'm I'm super neutral, but I'm leaning towards uh, anti. Interesting. Just because you know, for the same reason, I was so fired up about Chip Kelly. Is I like a little bit of a, a, a different perspective. He's he's an NFL homer. He worked under Andy Reid. It's very vanilla. It's something that you know the West Coast offense. We've all seen it before, but. I guess the, the, the Doug, P, Doug Peterson is the anti-Chip Kelly, so that's probably why he was brought in to well, begin with. Do you wish you had Andy Reid back as your coach? Because um, the Chiefs have basically turned into what the Eagles were for the yeah, last decade. Yeah, they were. They just couldn't get over the hump with him. So I was I was very okay with getting rid of him. I think everyone realized it wasn't it wasn't because you know he was. But you, he was, you wouldn't take eleven and five and losing in the playoffs every year, for, you know, over you know seven no, and nine and missing. You know, Winchester, we've spoken about this before. I'm a big fan of you know burning it down. I'm a big fan of the Sixers rebuild. So I think you got to do something different. Um, what they didn't wasn't necessarily different. The Chip Kelly thing was different. And then when they realized that you know you can't be that extreme in the NFL, they kind of dialed it back and they went super conservative. So Doug Peterson is like a, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. There's nothing exciting about him, but he's it gets the job done. <laughs> Tell that to uh, Michael Schur. My concern, my concern um, about Peterson's competence uh, before last year was that he had only, he'd re- like you said, he'd only been the O coordinator for Andy Reid, right? Like he just followed Reid yeah. to two places. So it's just like if uh, pretend his name was like, but but also but also in that same vein, everyone knows Andy Reid was calling the plays, right? And, he wasn't you know, even calling the was, plays. Correct, good point. Yeah, and then so now you have five years of you know he's he's in his forties still, but you have five years of of uh, of of, you know, being sort of like a second-tier offensive coordinator. And then, like, mm-hmm. if he was competent or not, like, there's still a good chance. Andy Reid, who has a lot of sway in the league, especially probably still with maybe the Eagles owner. Um, For like, sure. So he gets the gig, so we don't know. And I also think if they go – if uh, correct me if I'm wrong here. You start 7-9, and nine, and a lot of times the first-year coach has that weird bump. If they go below 7-9 this year, he's going to be out after two years, right? For yeah. sure. For sure. I, th- I think there's a short leash there. But I-, I also think that one of the reasons he was brought in is because he has a history of, you know, being around qu- quarterback-friendly systems. He was he was a mentor to Brett Favre. He was a mentor to Donovan McNabb. He worked on their Andy Reid staff. So with the, new, with the young quarterback, they brought him in. And they also brought in Frank Reich, who's a former quarterback. So I think they wanted to surround Wentz with good foundational knowledge, good quarterbacking 
pedigree coaching as opposed to a defensive mind coach with a rookie quarterback. I think that's what they were kind of leaning towards when they hired him. So that's Shamir. So Chester, you know, we were talking about the skill position players for we've discussed Wentz. I want to talk about the O line and the defense because when you you know you you were thinking about this team and you do think about the about the offensive line. Uh, excuse me, and you think about the skill position players, but like a, as the line is getting worse. Uh, excuse me, as the as the skill position players maybe dipped a little bit, in my opinion, this off season. Uh, or really, on, in the on whole, which side in the whole Peters, in, in the Peterson era, make that um, the okay. other the the you guys you have five players uh, that I would consider that basically had elite top one hundred pro football focus seasons last year on the O line and the front seven, which is pretty good. Yep, that's uh, five out of twelve were were essentially. Are you are you including um, guys they added this off season like Jernigan? Uh, not no, I'm just from... including guys who were from the team last season. That's true. Right, so they add they added another player from that top 100 list at a tackle, um, Jernigan from Baltimore. They, he was a guy that they for some reason they weren't going to extend, so they so they traded him for a third rounder. Um, Eagles lost Benny Logan in the offseason, so they replaced him with Jernigan. They added Derek Barnett at number 15 in the draft, and he's an elite pass mm-hmm. rusher. You know, obviously, you know I, I love reading this stuff, but they, they were there were there were a lot of metrics that had him as a higher rated pass rusher than Miles Garrett and. The, the production levels were much higher in college than Garrett's were. So, you know, to get him at 15 is is good. And he's, he's flashed really well in the preseason. Um, they added Chris Long from the Patriots. And they switched. They, they, they got rid of Connor Barwin, who was miscast in a 4-3 end. Um, and he wasn't getting any pressure on the quarterback. So they, they should be getting a lot more front seven pressure with no blitzing to, you know, give the secondary a little bit more room to to maneuver and Jim Schwartz at defensive coordinator has a history of producing with just a front seven. But hold on. Let's talk about the secondary for a second. Cause yes. you got rid of all your cornerbacks, Leotis McAlvin gone, Nolan Carroll yeah. gone. Yes. Yes. So until, until the Jordan Matthews trade, like I mentioned earlier, they had an extremely, extremely poor uh, corners. They were, they had um, Patrick Robinson, who was a, you know, a retread from the, the saints and the Colts and a couple of different places. And then they had a seventh round rookie on the left side, jail, jail and mill starting and they had Ron Brooks, who was a former um, Buffalo Bill who knew Jim Schwartz's system and is only there because he knows Jim Schwartz's system in the slot. So after the first couple of preseason games, it was very apparent that the corners were not going to hold up at all this season, especially in the division that they're in with the receivers that are in that division. So they traded Matthews for Darby from Buffalo, who was stepped in and has looked very well. He looked good again tonight. Um, and he looked good last week against Buffalo. Um, so he's the new star. He's the new starter. Mills on the left side, and they added uh, Corey Graham at safety, and they're having Ron Brooks. You know, I, I think that I think that it's a very mediocre, but it was it's much better uh, than Brandon it was Graham. Shamir uh, is he the most underrated player yeah. in football, or did he have a career year last year? He is extremely underrated because it's the only way to really look at a player as, from a from a standard perspective is sack production. He, the sack production was not, wasn't there, but the right. every other stats peripheral there. stat there was there for anybody. Hurries, which calls. is over five a game. Yeah. He pressured Dak yeah. 11 times in one game, and that's against the best offensive line basically of the decade. Mm-hmm. Very destructive player. He's in the backfield every time. He's the one forcing the quarterbacks to step up into the pocket, into the into the Fletcher Coxes of the world coming up the middle. Um, he was he was extremely active on the run. He was, he's, very, he's a very intimidating pass rusher. And I don't think he gets the recognition he deserves. Only among the stat heads is he is he respected. Uh, yeah, no, the uh, right pressures like pre- pressures and knockdowns, which he had uh, seventeen or eighteen of, 
are uh, you know stats that like we didn't know anything about a couple years ago. But like, I also think knockdown sometimes no, sure. like <laughs> like you know it's like I, I'm amazing at getting past the offensive lineman, but I'm like one you know tenth of a second too slow to get the sack. Yeah, but you know that you know how many times. Is oh no, I'm not saying it doesn't matter. I'm just saying you know, like it's... I always think like oh he's a guy who has a million knockdowns but very few sacks oh. like Graham. Maybe it's like he's like super at getting past the yeah. lineman but not speedy. So so maybe that's the short arms thing. But, you know. Um, all right, uh, Shamir, let's play America's favorite game here, and then I think we're going to do roster and schedule with Shamir. Yep. We're having a good time, Jazz. There. Yeah. Uh, so you know what okay. America's favorite game is, Shamir? Yes. Name that random roster game. Bottom so pick of the a roster between player. zero and hundred. Twenty-seven. Okay, Shamir. Tell me everything you know about Isaac Sumolo. Sumalo. He's. One of the projected offensive ta- uh, oh, he's guards start. to okay. start. He's a starter. I think he's from. I think he mm-hmm. went to Utah. I assume he's some sort of a from some. Yeah, he's from Honolulu, South, South yes. Pacific Island. He went to Oregon State, but he, he is from a okay. Pacific Island. Yeah, and uh, he's he's the, the projected starter at guard. Uh, he was a probably late round pick last year. He played well enough the last couple of seasons. In spot duty, you know, because there were a couple of games that Brandon Brooks missed last year, a couple of games that people missed last year. He played a decent amount. And the Eagles have been trading a lot of their offensive line depth to give this guy a full-time job. So he's he's All right, Chester, he's are you not ready for the roster game? I, excuse me, the schedule. We just played the roster game. Yeah, I'm ready. No, I, I'm not the one I, doing I, it. I, I played this oh, game so myself earlier tonight, so I'm ready. Takes 30 oh, wow. Each pick. Um, well, I just want, I didn't want, like last year, I, I the second you oh, sprung it on me, I'm like, oh, podcast boy. now, Alex. This is <laughs> so, I'm a recurring. Oh, our Packers fan already emailed me. He's got a whole yes. bunch of his own bits. Do you have any, do you have any bits guess. Shamir? Do you have like uh, like a sketch you want us to do or something? All right, Chester, can you read the schedule of Shamir? Um, maybe a dance. All right, Shamir, you start on a, th- oh wait, that's a preseason game. Sorry. <laughs> We start with they do start with the preseason games, but they're starting yeah. at Washington. All right, ne- next Thursday you're playing at the Jets. All right, yeah. Uh, week one, Sunday, September 10th, yep. at Washington. At Washington, I think big statement win national television. Not national big television, win. but a divisional game should be good. Win on the road. All right, the next week another road game at Andy Reid and the Chiefs. It is a big L to the L. All right, one and one. Come home, face the hated Giants. Home against the Giants, I like that win, 2-1, to 2-1. Alright, and then on the road at the Los Angeles Chargers. So the first time I played this game by myself, I read that as the Los Angeles Clippers, and it took me a while to, <laughs> to, to realize. Yeah, that, that LAC there, is confusing. There is an LAC. So um, that is a, I'm going to give that a loss. It's a, it's a traveling way across the country against a uh, Phillip Rivers offense that should be able to outscore them. Listen, the, those diehard Los Angeles uh, Chargers fans. By the way, the st- I'm actually happy that it's not the Rams and the Raiders like it used to be because having two LAR teams is always annoying. You couldn't even say LARA because they were both that. So you'd basically have to say LARAM and LARAI. <laughs> it was very annoying. So I'm glad the Chargers are there and not the Raiders. All right, two and two, back home facing the Arizona Cardinals. That's a win. Cardinals All right. tra- traveling across the country. All right, and then you're going at Carolina the next week. Uh, on short week, actually, only yeah. four days later, Thursday night. Yeah, that's a loss. Carolina's tough on the road. Right. So three and three. Yep. You're home to face Washington. You've already beat them once. It's Monday night football. I'm going for the sweep. Oh, sweeps Washington. Four and three. And then you're home again for San Francisco. That's five and three. Yeah. And then you're home for the Broncos. I think they, I think they could, that could be a home loss. Okay. So five and four. Yeah. Uh, now you get a bye. And after the bye, you're facing the Cowboys in Dallas. Yeah, that's a loss also. 
All right, so you dropped to five and five. Uh, approaching Thanksgiving, uh, still in the playoff race, but you need to have a little run in December. You start with the Bears to end November. To win. Yeah, so that's easy. So six and five, yep. and then uh, it gets really hard in December because you got a long road trip uh, at Seattle on Sunday night. That's a loss. So that's six and six, yep. and now uh, at the Rams. At the Rams is a win. Okay, seven and six, and then at the Giants. That's a loss. All right, so seven and seven. Um, you know, maybe still in the wild card race. Maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. At home against the Raiders on against, Christmas. Win against the Raiders. I think the Raiders are probably locked up home field there, so they're not. I don't know if they're going to. Oh, you think the Raiders are locked up home field with two games to go? I wow. Think, yeah. Okay. Now, I assume you locked into the two seater. You think they're beating the Patriots? Well, they had they had the home seed last year, and I think they're better. So I, that's just kind of where no. I'm last going. year the Raiders were a wild card. They didn't even win their division. They don't play. They went twelve game. and four, but they lost the tiebreaker to the Chiefs. Oh. Yeah. Um, all right. So you're eight and seven, and then you finish the season at home against the Cowboys. Yeah, nine. I'm going with the nine and seven record. Okay, so nine and seven. Does nine and seven make the playoffs? Nine and seven. I think there should be. I think there should be two nine and seven teams in the division, and the, the, the division winner should be ten and six. So, I think I think that's not enough. Only, I think one of those two teams can make it, but I don't know who it's going to be. That's why I'm picking the Eagles, but it could be. You could you know. It's the, the Giants up there and the Cowboys up there with a ten and six, nine and seven cluster. All right, so you have the over under eight and a half, and you're leaning towards the over, but you're not that confident. No, because I think that that either of those LA games, uh, they, they could win against the Chargers, they could they could win against Denver at home, they could easily be ten and six. I'm just trying to like not you know over overthink this because they're not an elite team, and there's some elite defenses coming across the country, and you know I, I think this is I think this is a borderline playoff team. All right, and Keith, what do you say yeah, with that over under eight and a half? We're trying to figure out who's going to win the NFC East. We've sort of been unsuccessful so far. We're talking to the Giants guy soon, unless that pocket has already happened. My gun to my head, I'm saying eight and eight, but I, obviously they could go nine and seven or ten and six easily. I, it's a stay away from me, but if you're making me make a pick, I'm going to say that with a good front seven and a good O line, nine and seven. Over. You have I'm them 19 in your power yeah, rankings. You have them 19 in your power rankings, they're, so they're going to be 9-7? They're not winning more than, you know. All right. Here comes the Chester lock. The Philadelphia Eagles are winning their division this year. They will win the NFC East. They will host the playoff game. They're going 10-6. and six. I, We're going to trash Mike Lombardi so hard. Yeah. <laughs> That that that's my uh, honestly. I, I was going through it this year. I didn't really have any. You know, I was I was very chalky, as they say. And I said, I need a division. You know what? That division anybody can win. And I'm taking the Eagles. I think that we know what we're getting from every other quarterback in that division. Well, I mean, Dak. I guess you never know if the year one was a fluke. Yeah, I'm- I think Carson Wentz has a chance to really emerge here. I really like what the weapons they've added. I, I'm a big fan of Alshon Jeffrey if he can stay healthy and unsuspended, which is a big if. Um, you know, I really like their front seven. A little concerned about their secondary, but uh, I'm giving the Eagles ten and six. I think the Giants fall back to the pack. I think the Cowboys are massive regression candidate, and um, that's it. Eagles ten and six, winning the division. I love it. And actually, that probably it. means there's a good chance they could host the Vikings in the first round if that's a four or five matchup. But the Sam Bradford, the Sam Bradford Bowl. <laughs> Sam Bradford comes back to Philadelphia. How many games did he play in Philadelphia? <laughs> like twelve? No, he played the full season. Oh no, he missed one game. He played fifteen oh. games. Oh, okay, fifteen. All right, not bad for him. All right, uh, Keith, you have anything else no, for Shamir? Uh, you did a good job, Shamir. Thanks so much. Uh, Chester thinks we're going to be talking to you in January. I'm not so sure, but we'll see. Shamir, you got any plugs? <laughs> um, hair club for men. Yeah. Lisa, Ma- Lisa mattresses. <laughs> Zip Recruiter. Yep. Okay. What code do we put in? Do we put in Shamir? S H A M I R. Do we put in? T- 
Tony the Hippo, your Twitter oh, handle. Follow at Twitter yeah. handle, Tony the Hippo. Get 10, get, get, get 10% off your first order. Okay. <laughs> All right, Shamir. Uh, terrible luck to your fantasy team this year, Wait, but uh, good Shamir, luck to the Eagles. You I like have an Eagles. insane Chester. Um, people like these. Do you have an insane Chester being a commissioner of your league story that you could tell in a minute or less? Has the, How about the Kaepernick Hernandez trade? Has the chest blog uh, st- no, story? No, tell the story. So I think this was going. By the way, back, can I break news about the chest blog? At least ten years. You know that Alex? Yep. Do you know this? That the chest, like, if you go, there's a site where you can find old frozen websites on the on uh, from the internet. So do you know that I uh, yeah. I like scraped the yeah. whole chest blog and I'm going to start posting it on in the 32 fans Facebook group. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I scraped good. I'd like it, so I'm going to start posting actually. next week when I when I get back to uh, out, of this, out of this forsaken state. <laughs> I'm going to uh, start posting it. So yeah, now tell your story, Shamir. So Chester determined arbitrarily that the Yahoo scheduling and the Yahoo waivers procedures on the website were not efficient and not accurate and unfair to a small segment or percentage of the league. So he came up with what he believed to be a better system of scheduling and waivers. And all the, we had alternate schedules that you need to check the blog to see the actual record of your team. But if you looked at Yahoo, you had two different records and you had to ignore what you write on the Yahoo page. (laughs) And then you would say, Oh, I'm five and two. Then you'd be like, incorrect. Check the blog. You're two and three. Yeah. Well, trust me, the league we're in now, Shamir, we have, the website, like you're not even allowed on the on the ESPN website. That's just where you set your roster. We have we're playing every single person's playing every other person in the league every week. There were so many arguments about people who refused to check. The yeah, Chester block. doesn't realize like he thinks that Chester... what's smartest. It like he doesn't have any like populist sentiment. Like he doesn't care that like no one's going to check the document that he makes. That half the people in the league will never know if they have a winning record or a losing record. Well, I don't want people like that in my league. Literally, it's a high you threshold want, to get you it. You want you know ten that. Chesters in your league, and that's why you have so many sons. Shamir has been in this league since its inception, and is the only original oh, league wow. member to have never Shamir, won a title. I'm rooting for you this year, okay? <laughs> I win. I win titles everywhere I go. You're I'm like cursed Andy Reid. Are you always beyond cursed? Oh, he had one year where he was far and away right, the best team in the league, like and he had an epic collapse in the stuff, playoffs. But, uh, if you have, if if Chester does anything insane this yeah. year, hit, hit hit us up. We'll. Well, hold on. I was, Shamir didn't tell the story, but one year the trade deadline was um, it was set at let's say it was set at noon on November tenth mm-hmm. or whatever, for example, right? But Yahoo like doesn't really have the same features, or Yahoo's on the West Coast, so you could technically send a trade through on Yahoo, but mm-hmm. but the official deadline had passed. And one minute, literally one minute after the trade deadline, Shamir made a trade in our league. It was Aaron wow. Hernandez for Colin Kaepernick. This was Colin Kaepernick's rookie season where he was a nothing and Aaron Hernandez mm-hmm. was, you know, a superstar tight end. The next year, Colin Kaepernick becomes one of the best players in football and Aaron Hernandez becomes a yep. double murderer. And, and, yep, and, then, and, and who would have thought that three years later, and, um, Aaron Hernandez is, is just as banned from the NFL as Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> one of them for, uh, you know, uh, his First Amendment rights and the other one for, uh, well, he's dead now, I guess. But <laughs> and, and we're filming this podcast just 24 hours after Chester attended the That's Colin right. Kaepernick rally in New York City. Well, the counter-protest. Um, yeah, so wait, Shamir, which side of that trade were you on? I forget. I, I got um, Kaepernick, I think. You would have gotten Kaepernick. I would have gotten Kaepernick. Yeah, so you got screwed by the trade not going through. Correct. I needed. A yeah, errors got I saved. The quarterback for the stretch run, and then Kaepernick became the starter late in that season. They went to the Super Bowl that year. Remember? 
Yeah, well, no, they went to the Super Bowl. The, wait, they went to the Super Bowl his first year as a starter or his second year? I just remember, like, late in the season, he was, like, running like a maniac. I remember. Yeah. Him. It was, like, every yeah. every game was 100 yards and touchdown rushing. Yeah. But, Shamir, thanks so much for coming on. Thanks for coming. All right, Shamir. See you. I will see you on Sunday, Shamir. See ya. Don't you draw the queen of diamonds, boy. She'll beat you if she's able. You know the queen of hearts is always your best bet. Now it seems to me some fine things have been laid upon your table. But you only want the ones that you can't get. Desperado. Oh, you ain't getting no young. Your pain and your hunger, they're driving you home. And freedom, oh, freedom. Well, that's just some people talking. Your prison is walking through this world all alone. Don't you feel? Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.